Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's get some insight on some of these divisional matchups and bring in Eric Krantz of Foul Territory TV. Like I said, a former big league catcher. Eric uh, is a fan and not somebody who's diving into the metrics and the analysis and the saber metrics. Who are you rooting for to win the World Series? I'm rooting for the Orioles. No, I'm rooting, yeah. for, the I'm rooting for I was listening to you guys. I was rooting for I was listening to what you guys were talking about, but no, I, I really think the Phillies have a team that just you guys were talking about America's team, the Orioles. I think if people tuned in more, because baseball can be regional, if they tuned in more mm-hmm. to the Phillies and if they like Bud Light, then they might go for the <laughs> Orioles. If they like Bud Heavy, <laughs> then they're gonna go for the Phillies. that's a great way to put it um but that atmosphere in philly was electric like i'll give him that uh so what's your take on this braves and philly series because i think we all see it coming that the phillies are going to be a very formidable foe for the atlanta braves but you know the braves top to bottom a really complete team do we see the phillies advancing past this round in five games in five games, Ooh. we do. And I think without last year, if the Phillies hadn't beaten the Braves last year, I think, one, I think the line would be way different. I think they're already minus 200 for the first game. Underdogs, I think it's something that you see it last year and you're like, whoa, they really they really handled them. And the Braves were set up in a different way where they had – Max Freed was sick coming up to the game and Strider was coming off of his, I think he had a blister or he had, he had something coming mm-hmm. off of that injury. He was, he wasn't pitching at full strength, but the Braves at full strength are a absolute juggernaut. The Phillies at full strength, which they are, are an absolute juggernaut. So mm-hmm. we're not going to get out of this series with a sweep. We're not going to get out of this series with like, Ah, you know, they went up 8-1, and it wasn't really a game. There might be a team that's going to go up 6-0, 6-2, and then the other team is going to claw back because this team, these teams never go away. The Phillies don't go away. They will attack the bullpen. They'll attack the weaknesses in the bullpen. Same thing with the Braves. Phillies get a big lead, and they're going to slowly work the count. They're going to get deeper into counts, and they're going to – they're going to do the same thing. These bullpens is where this entire series is going to switch. Eric, we always talk about 
experience, postseason experience, and how much it matters, regardless of the sport, but particularly here when you look at the Astros, for example, because this is a team that at one time didn't know if they were going to make the postseason, but then they put it together at the end, obviously the defending champs. So how much does it matter when the lights are the brightest and you have a team and you have players who have been there? It matters so much. It matters. And I'm not saying that that's what happened with the Brewers. You know, the Brewers kind of got – they ran into – just some bad luck early, drained their pen, and never scored runs. But the Astros' experience, especially in their lineup, is going to be so huge. I think their bullpen's a little thin, but as you saw with the Nationals in 2019, you might not have a good bullpen to start the to start the postseason, but when you go to people and they step up in situations – that's how your your pen gets hot. It's not like, oh, well, here's a key. Here's a key note of how the bullpen's going to get hot. No, you just you're called upon in a big situation and you come out and you put up zeros. And that's what the Astros experience will enable them to do. And look, you have Jordan Alvarez in your lineup and you have Kyle Tucker in your lineup. Maybe the best one-two punch in an in the entire American league, maybe even the best in the national league too. So, you know, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Olsen and Acuna, but Jordan and Tucker have done it in the big moments. And those guys are going to anchor, anchor the lineup. And I, if I'm facing them, neither one of those two guys I'm letting beat me, which is tough to do because now you're putting more traffic on the bases for some other really good hitters in the lineup. Yeah, top to bottom, their lineup is very scary. And the only reason why I'm not taking the Astros, it just, it feels to me that they are still priced. Like they are the juggernauts that they have been over the past few years. Because I just don't feel like their roster is quite as good as it has been. But they do have that playoff experience. Here's what I wanted to ask you about. These teams coming from the wild card that are coming in with some momentum. Clearly, all of them swept their series. Won two games to nothing. Then you have these higher seeds that have been sitting around. And yes, it is a reward to be the higher seed. You get to play at home, you get the first round by. But do you think it's actually an advantage for some of these teams that had to come out of the wild card, the fact that they are just coming in with a lot of momentum? Uh, it's an advantage if they win this series. Is that a good vanilla answer for you? <laughs> you know, it's, so. it's a disadvantage if you if you sit around. It's It's a tired excuse. I've been on both ends of it. I've been on 2014 wildcard team. We played a 12-inning game, Salvador Perez walk-off, and we go to game seven of the World Series, and we lost. You know, so some people can sit there and go, wow, you guys kind of ran out of gas there in game seven. What? <laughs> no, we had a runner. We had a tying runner on third. Like, and then right. we, you know, I was on a team, on a team that won 104 games with the Phillies. I think 104, 102, something like that. And we lost in game five of the NLDS. So, yes, I understand what people are saying, but it is only an excuse. It is not reality. Because when you get in there, you're not sitting there in the seventh inning of game three going, man, I just feel rusty. No. All you're doing is you're feeling the nerves of your first at bat. in the NLDS because you had those same nerves in the first at bat of the wild card series. Like it's all about how 
you you want to portray the picture and to me it's a bigger media thing than anything oh you mm-hmm. can see there's a little bit of rust no you can just see that they're not executing it's not rust like guys need that break and i think the teams that are fresh are always going to feel better about themselves it's so much easier to sit there and watch games than to mm-hmm. panic your way through it and try to beat a team and oh stave off elimination for one more night no, you want to sit there and have your rest. We're talking with Eric Kratz, host on Foul Territory TV and catcher of the majors for 11 seasons. So, Eric, you know how this goes. One managerial move, whether it's a pinch hitter, whether it's pulling a pitcher early, whatever it is, can, can make the difference in a game, in a series. And sometimes you can handicap this or not, but what, what skipper do you trust the most in a critical situation? That's a good question. Um you know, I'm going to go with the guy that I know really well, not saying okay. anything against the other guys, but Rob Thompson is yeah, really, he's been there. So he, I mean, he was with the Yankees for, for their championships. He was the bench coach for Joe Torrey. He was Joe Girardi's bench coach. He was there in the world series last year for the Phillies. Rob Thompson has a way of, really being able to see the game one step ahead and that is one of his superpowers but the reason that they're the place they are is because of what he allows those players to do he puts them he puts them in an area that hey you guys go and succeed because we're putting you here we're talking to you about why Bryce Harper we're going to hit you fourth I know Bryce Harper wants to hit third but if we're facing a lefty and you have Trey Turner second and Alec Baum third, Harper fourth. Now it splits up that bullpen where the Braves can't bring in Dylan Lee if he's healthy. A.J. Minter, Max Freed can't go Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Baum. He goes, he goes Schwarber, Turner, Baum, Harper. And Baum's got he's – giving, he's giving a guy like Trey Turner – protection in the lineup and Bohm is hitting I think his I think his slugging percentage is like 649 against lefties this year and all that to say like teams will be like well our analytic department is setting that up and you know we're making sure our our you know our matchups are advantageous for our team but part of that is you can't just put a guy in the lineup you have to go and talk to him and Rob Thompson does an incredible job of communicating with his players ahead of time because it's not just bone who has to come up big you got to make sure your superstar harper is okay with hitting fourth which he really wants to hit third but it's okay if he wants if you know it helps the team and that's how you communicate with those guys and topper does an incredible job of doing that all right so we have not talked about the arizona diamondbacks and it feels like nobody's really talking about the arizona diamondbacks but a gutsy move to throw out a rookie in the first game of their postseason, but they came away with a win and they came away with a sweep over the Brewers. But next up, they face the Dodgers, which is obviously a very tall task. Are you giving the Dimebacks a chance to contend with the Dodgers? Contend? You'd have to you'd have to explain to me contend. Are you asking me if they have a chance to win? Win some games. Do you think it's gonna be a okay, close series? Yeah. I do. I do. Anytime you're playing in a division, 
you could take the worst mm-hmm. team in the NL West and they have a chance to beat another team in NL West. And it sounds crazy. It's like, well, everybody should be prepared for every team. You're right, they should. But now you're talking about like the third triple deke. Early when you're facing a team, you go, okay, this guy can't hit curveballs in this situation. Okay, now halfway through the, you know, 13 games that the Diamondbacks and and the Dodgers played against each other, you're sitting there going, okay, he can't hit curveball, but we got to mix something else in because he's going to start sitting on the curveball. Then you go to your second deke, and you're like, all right, he thinks we're throwing a fastball because we've thrown him a lot of curveballs. Let's go back to the fastball. And now by the time you're in the playoffs, that's a really rudimentary story, but you're in the playoffs, you've faced these guys so many times. 13 games is a lot of times. And when that happens, you start to develop this, like, competitive rapport of, I know what he's doing. I remember when he did this. I worked my, you know, my extra scatter reports, and I know that that's where this guy wants to go in this situation. And this hitter's like, okay, I've always been pulling the balls. I'm going to make sure that in this situation, I'm going the opposite way. It is, it's exciting when divisions play each other. I don't think the Braves should be playing the Phillies. I think the Braves should be playing the Diamondbacks because they were the one seed, but that's for another story. I think they have a chance to win. I'm going to say they're going to win one game. So I think it's going to be a 3 1 Dodgers win. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not it. as much love as I was hoping for. But now I want to oh, watch yeah. the Mighty Ducks and see a triple deke. Isn't that the reference? <laughs> the triple deke from the Mighty Ducks? Yes, it is. That's Thank like my much. one bit of hockey nice. knowledge. Uh, yes. But yes, and especially in the first game of that series, Merrill Kelly, Clayton Kershaw, it feels like those two have been pitching against each other for ages. He is Eric Kratz, a host on Foul Territory TV. Eric, thanks for stopping by. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.